0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. If you would really quick, turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4 verses 4 through 9. And I want to talk to you on the topic of memorials. Someone say memorials. The Bible says, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulders according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you when when your children ask in times to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them, "...that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it, crossed the, when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord had spoken to Joshua according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel." and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. Then Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there till this day. Father, I pray this morning that you would do something amazing in our midst, God. I pray that you, God, you would take that individual, Father, that's questioning today, Father, whether I should stick this out, God. You would show them how good you've been. So I thank you and I love you. In Jesus' name we all say. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As I was, uh, as I was getting ready to, to speak to you this morning, I, I, I really felt like there are some people here, and I even told the first service, there are some people here who are what I would call on, the, you're, you're, on your, uh, you're at your tipping point this morning. Some of you came here and you need an answer from God. You've been, you've been asking God for an answer, and you could go either way in life. You could fall back or you could fall forward, but either way, you're not going to leave here the same today. And and, and last night, I, I I battled with this in my sleep because I knew that God was breaking mindsets and breaking strongholds, and so all night long, I would sleep for about an hour and a half, and then I would be woken up, and I would, I would wake up in, in an atmosphere of praise. I, I, I would be singing worship songs in my sleep, and then I'd fall back to sleep and that I kept waking up. So I know God wants to do something here today. So if you came this morning and you're that person, you're at your tipping point, you're questioning. God, if you don't give me an answer today, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I believe that God's brought you to the right place at the right time. Can you say amen this morning? Memorial is simply defined as this. It's defined as something designed to preserve the memory of a person or an event. It's something that's designed to preserve the memory of a person or an event. When, when you go to the grave site of somebody who's passed away, someone that you love, you go there and, and a lot of us talk to the gravesites. but how many of you have ever gotten a response? Right? We go there to memorialize the person. We go there because we're, we're remembering that person. We're not going there because that person's actually there because we all know that they are not there any longer. But when you go there, you know the right site to go to simply because there's a headstone that's there. And that headstone says their name. It might say some other things, but it, it, it says their name with the date that they were born and the date that they expired. It, it's something that you put in place to, to, as a memorial for someone who lived now, you look at some people who had a lot of money, and they build a big memorial, right? They got some expensive things. It looks like there's a house there. Someone's living in there. They, they got some expensive things. But then you walk a few, a few grave sites down, and you got just these little memorials there with someone's name and their, their birth date and, and the date they expired in. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter if it was a good person or it was a bad person here on earth. You, you, they all deserve to be memorialized. And there are some things in our life, some good things, and we build big memorials to them. We build happy memorials to them. The day you got married, you got pictures of your wedding day all over your house, photo albums. You got videos, if they had videos when you got married back in those days. You got those things going on, right? You have all those, but there's some things that we've been through in life that we would much rather forget. There are some rough seasons, some rough patches in life that we would much rather forget and move on from because those things we don't want to remember. But I want to remind you this morning that if it wasn't for some of your messes, you would have never got here. Some of you are here today as a result of your mess up. Some of you are here today because you fell, you you went as far as you could go and there was no other place but to look but up. And it was in that moment that you found God. It was in that moment that you reached out to God. It was your mess up that propelled you to get to where you are today. But we don't want to remember those things because they hurt too bad. And I'm not saying that we build a memorial to them for the sake of remembering the hurts. But we build a memorial for the sake of remembering how good God was to reach down in the gutters of my life, to see me at my worst, and to love me back to my best. We don't want to look back at those things, but I believe at times it's important that we look back and also that it's okay that we look back. Verse 7 says this, Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. And the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. The question was asked, Why? when when the question is asked of you, why do you have this memorial here? He says, I want you to look back and tell the story of what you've been through in life. You see, there are times that each and every one of us will go through a season of questioning. We will all go through a season where we begin to question at times, is God real? Yes. You see, you question if God's real when God didn't come through the way that you thought he would come through in your life when you were praying for a miracle and it hasn't happened yet, God. Have you forgot about me? Are you real? You, you, you begin to question, is God real when he doesn't move the way that you thought he would move in your life? Yes. You'll go through a period where you, where you question, did I marry the right person? Did, did, did I marry the right person? I, I know I should have listened to so-and-so when they say, you know, you don't need to be with that girl. You don't need to be with that guy. Now you're married to them. You're like, I should have listened to them. It's too late. Too late yeah. You're stuck with them. They're your husband and your wife. You'll go through that time. It's funny that you go through the time of questioning, did you marry somebody when you're fighting? Did I marry the right person when you're not getting along? Did I marry the right person when you got into an argument? You know, you're all smiling right now, but some of you in the car weren't smiling very much when you got to church this morning. Right? You, you got into a fight because usually it's the lady who's running late and the man wants to get to church on time, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to walk in. Lonnie. Lonnie. <laughs> Did I even marry the right person? Lord, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. It's in your low seasons that you begin to question. It's at the time where you were at work and you thought you were next in line for the promotion and the person who had less time than you got the promotion. You thought you needed a raise and it didn't come your way. The boss called you into his office to bust you instead of bless you. And so you begin to ask at that time, Did I, am I at the right job? Am I at the right place? Is this the right place for me? Lord, please help me. Begin to question. You know, that church, they ask too much of me. I don't know if I'm at the right church. Then pastors, they preach too loud and too hard. Why do they always yell? Are they angry all the time? <laughs> Am I at the right church? I don't, I, I'm not involved here. I don't see myself doing anything here. Am I... At the right church, it's in your low seasons of life when you're going through hell that you begin to question if the right thing is going on in your life. You begin to question even at times when things are going hard in life, is my life even worth living anymore? Go through a time of questioning and it's okay to question those things. Because you're in a hard patch in your, in your life. But the thing is this, is that when we're going through something difficult in life, it's hard to see the hand of God moving our tomorrow because our today seems so messed up. It seems so hard to see God's faithfulness tomorrow. So because our today seems messed up, God, I'm not feeling you today. So if I don't feel you today, my tomorrow, I might not feel you there either, God. If things aren't going good in church today, why should I come next week? God, if my marriage isn't doing good today, is it going to get any better tomorrow? Why should I stick this thing out? We begin to question things based upon where we're at now when we question the faithfulness of God based upon how you feel today. You know, problems have the way of blinding you to the goodness of God, and they have a way of causing you to forget how good God's been to you in the past. Like I said, some of you are here today because you messed up. Some of you shouldn't be here, but God spared your life, brought you out of some junk in life. You're here today. How dare us forget the goodness of God? But we will all go through a season where we begin to question It's in our time of questioning that we always focus in in our present situation. Wife doesn't love me, so this marriage isn't worth it. Church people aren't very nice to me, so I'm going to find another one. God didn't answer me today, so he must not be real. The job isn't doing very good, so I must find another one. My life doesn't seem worth living, so I must end it now. It's in our time of questioning that we begin to focus in on the present situation, Because if our present situation seems bad, then there's no hope for tomorrow. And if there's no hope for tomorrow, then things aren't going to be very good the next day after that and the next day after that. And I don't know about any of you, but we don't want to live in that misery. We don't see any hope. But I want to tell you something today. That some of us, if you can't see God's hand moving in your life today and it gives you no hope for tomorrow, turn around because he did something in your life yesterday that will cause you to remember how good he is. And how good, if he's that good, then he's going to be good to you. If God hasn't left you yet, he's never going to give up on you. If God didn't leave you in your worst state, he's not going to mess you and, and, and leave you where you're at right now. God never said that. He, you know, he never said that you wouldn't go through hard times, but he made you this promise. I'll never leave you, I'll nor forsake you. You see, back in the day, and I say back in the day because some people don't remember, we had this back when we were PC operators. Everyone's Mac now. We had this uh, program called Windows uh, Windows XP. Windows XP had this great feature to it that if my computer crashed today, I could go back to an t- earlier time and I could make my computer act like it was at that earlier date and they would it would reconform to all those things that were going on. And some of us need to look back at how God's hand has moved upon generation, upon generation, upon generation, upon generation of your family and how it's going to continue to move from generation to generation. God's been good to you. He's been faithful. So Joshua tells him to build a memorial. But he builds it in a weird place. Verse 9 says, Then Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan. Someone said, midst. midst. He set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood. The priest stood in the middle, the in-between points, And as they stood there carrying the presence of God, it was that very ark that kept the waters back so that they could all cross on dry land. And so Joshua builds a memorial at the place where the feet of the uh, of the priests who are carrying the presence of God are right in the middle of the midst of the Jordan. Joshua, why do you build a memorial in the middle of the Jordan? Why do you build a memorial in the place, Joshua, that that seems very odd? Look at verse 18. Verse 18. And it came to pass when the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenants of the Lord had come from the midst of the Jordan and the soles of the priest's feet touched dry land, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. They're in the middle of the Jordan, holding the Ark of the Covenants. You know what amazes me is that box wasn't very light. It wasn't very light. This is a little side note, but if you're going to carry his presence, you better be able to have some endurance because it's real heavy at times. It's not easy. It's not easy to do what God's called you to do, and here they are in the midst of the Jordan holding this thing up for hours upon hours as all these people pass by them, and then they got to build a memorial, and here they are standing there bearing his presence there, and Joshua says, okay, it's time to come out, and as the last priest's foot leaves the water and touches the banks of the Jordan, all of a sudden what was now open comes closing up, and what gets covered up is the memorial that Joshua just built. Why would you build a memorial in a place that's about to be covered up with water, Joshua? It makes no sense to me that you would build a memorial in the middle of... The Jordan River. It's about to be covered up, Joshua. As soon as the priests leave the Jordan River, the, the water is going to come back. The Bible doesn't say the water just came back, but they were at a flood state now, so they were at their highest point, overflowing its banks. It was at the high point, and so here they are. The, the, they built a memorial. They were celebrating the goodness of God, and they built this memorial because it's at your good times that you don't want to look back. It's at your good times that everything's going great, that you don't need to see the goodness of God because everything's going good. When the wife's loving you, it's when church is amazing, it's when the job is doing good. When God's answering your prayers and you feel the flow from heaven, you don't need to look back because you don't want to go back. So all you're focusing in is going forward, but there hits a rough patch in life. We all hit this tough season. And it's usually around the time where God's about to take you to a next level. Well, you go through this dry season in your life, and it's in that dry season of your life that all these problems begin to expose themselves. We're about to enter into our promised land, and problems start to expose themselves. Things that were hidden now begin to be seen. Things that we thought we forgot about, we, we begin to re, are being revealed again. Things that we thought didn't happen, all of a sudden now we find out that they did happen. It's, it's, it's in those times we're about to go to the next level that we see these hard times hit. And so Joshua builds a memorial and it's covered up by water because the good times make us want to look forward. But it's in those rough seasons where we want to turn around. You see, because the waters of the Jordan River were Noah's flowing very high. There came a season where drought hit the land, and the same waters that covered up that great memorial that they built to celebrate the goodness of God, those same waters all of a sudden begin to recede, begins to go away. You see, when you go and look at all the lakes and the rivers right now in California— what was, expo- what was hidden now is beginning to be exposed. They're finding all these different treasures, all these different cities that were underwater, but because the water level is so low, all these things are exposed. And here it is. Joshua builds a memorial in the middle of the Jordan River, and it comes to a flood time, but there comes a time where a drought hits, and they want to turn around, and they want to go home, and they want to walk back. But when they want to walk back, they're walking in because it's the easiest to leave when the water is the lowest It's easy to walk away from a marriage when it's not going good. It's easy to leave a church when you get offended. It's easy to leave a job when someone doesn't like you. It's easy to walk away from things when you're at your low point. And so they would want to turn around at their low point. But Joshua said at your low point is where I'm going to build something right in the middle. So that when you walk past it, if you're going to leave this place, you literally have to walk past the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Why do you build a memorial in the middle of the Jordan River? It's like having a wedding ring and keeping it in your pocket. Memorials are meant to be seen, but this one was meant to be seen at the right moment. At your low points in life, where it doesn't seem like it's worth it anymore at your low points in life where you've hit a rough patch, and it seems like tomorrow's not going to be any different than today. Today feels so horrible, I don't think I could make it till tomorrow. It's at those rough patches in life, it's at those rough times in life that you feel like, man, what if I just go back to who I was before? What if I just go back to what I used to do and go back to this and go back to that? It's in those times where God says, you know what? You could turn around and you could look and all that will be visible to you, behind you is my faithfulness. All that'll be visible in front of you is my faithfulness. All that'll be visible right now in your present time is my faithfulness. If you feel like turning around and that's you this morning, you're at your tipping point today, you feel like giving up, you feel like walking away from your marriage, you're that person who's having that struggle in their mind right now, you're the very person that prayed this morning, God, if you don't give me a word, I don't know if I can handle it anymore. Well, God's spoken and now it's time for you to respond. Why do you build a memorial in the middle of the Jordan River? It's because it has to be seen at the right time. You have to see it at the right moment. And it's at the right moment that God begins to speak into your life and send someone to your life to remind you of how good you got it. Today might not seem fair, And it blinds me to my tomorrow. But if I could just look back and see how good God's been to me at the times where I should have died. At the times, Miggy, where you shouldn't have made it out. At the times where, where the doctor said, I don't know if you're gonna make it, it's when God says, I've been so good off sustaining your life. Why? Because I got a purpose and a reason for your life. At the times where some of you didn't want to show up, maybe you got up this morning and said, You know what? I gotta sleep in because but God says, No, you gotta make it here because you needed a word today that needed to bring you over to your tipping point to tip you to the goodness of God. He's been that good to you. Don't you ever forget, because today might blind you of how good God's been. It does. And give you any hope for tomorrow, but when I turn around, all I see is his hand all over my life, all over my family's life. How the enemy came in and tried to mess you up and jack up your family, but God says you can't jack it up because my hand's upon it. Have you built a memorial to the faithfulness of God? Twelve stones carried by these men's shoulders. Placed and laid in the middle of the Jordan River. Built up, then covered up. And then revealed again. Be if you could help me out. So what do these stones represent? For some of you, these stones represent... The moment you were about to get divorced, but God's hand moved upon your life and you fought through. And so you write on these stones the dates, the paperwork. Some of you even drew up papers. No one knows about it. Some of you even drew up papers and you had these things put away and you said, I'm done. But then you looked and you said, But I can't be finished because God's been too good to me. You see, you don't only memorialize the good things in life, you have to memorialize sometimes the bad things because it shows the faithfulness of God in your life so that when your children see these rocks later on, generations later, and they say, well, what do these things mean? You see how me and your grandfather love each other right now? Well, we really didn't love each other that much a few years ago, and I really wanted to be done with him. I I prayed the worst for him, but you know, God did something in my life, and all of a sudden, I fell more in love with that individual. That I did before. That's what this stone means. It means I couldn't give up or walk away. Therefore, you don't have an excuse when you go through a hard patch in your marriage. It's a season where you're almost lost it all, about to file for bankruptcy, almost living in your car. It's a season where everything seemed bad, but somehow God flipped it around. It's the goodness of God. I don't celebrate the hurts. I celebrate the one who redeemed it. Have you forgotten this morning how good he's been to you? Have you only put up the pictures of your happy memories in life? I was telling... Randy the other day as we were driving and I remember the moment that I, I really fell in love with my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time, but I knew the moment that I was going to marry her. She was out on a ministry trip and she asked me if I would just start up her car because her car battery would die if it didn't start it up every single day. So I would go to the church there in Manteca and I would start up her car. And, 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 and there was this photo album on her uh, front seat. And I remember her stories that she would tell me of, of a certain individual who just did her wrong in life. And so I'm sitting there waiting for the car to warm up and got it going. And some reason I had a a tape of Commission. Um, if if y'all are old school, you know who Commission is. And and so I popped in and I'm listening to Commission. And and the song We Shall Behold Him was on there. And that song just brings the glory all by itself. And so I'm listening to that. And so I'm ready there and. And I begin to flip through these pictures. And all of a sudden I get to this portion of the photo album where this individual's picture's in there, and I knew how he had hurt her. And so here I am, this grown boy, and I start crying. Now I'm trying to hide because I don't want anybody to see me crying. Right? Because I'm mean, going to look like a fool. No one, you're looking at photo album and you're crying. No one knows the moment has taken place right there. So I'm trying to hide it. I don't even know why I'm crying. And all of a sudden, I understood God had given me so much compassion for this young lady. Given me such a heart that someone had hurt her, but I would be there to help redeem her. And I knew that that young lady would be my wife one day. And 14 years later, we're still going strong. Yeah why i built a memorial to it that says i would never ever hurt her the way that somebody else did i would never be that person to her. i i took and i began to redeem that i say you know what that guy treated you wrong but you know what this one's gonna treat you right this one got you covered girl you ain't got to worry in the world when you're with this man right here i'm like all state girl i got you Good hands right here. <laughs> I memorialize that. The rough patches we went through in life, and I know you've been there too. I didn't like it at the moment. Didn't feel very good, wasn't very fun. But I built a memorial to it simply to say, even in my rough patches of life, God has still been good. And you're here today. You're here today and you're going through a rough season in your life right now. You're, you're that person who's questioning, is God real? Because he hasn't come through for you yet. He hasn't answered your prayer yet. So you're asking, is God real? Maybe you're that person. Maybe your marriage is in shambles right now. No one could see it because you look happy on the outside. But when you get home, it's like it's a war zone. There's no peace in that household. And you're asking, did I marry the right person? Maybe you're that person. You're having a hard time in the body of Christ today. And you're saying, am I at the right church? Am I at the right job? Or maybe you're that individual today that's saying, if I leave this earth, would my life even matter? You're in a rough patch. And you can't see the hand of God tomorrow because you can't see his hand in your life today. It's time to turn around. And right when you begin to step into the Jordan River, because it's low, All you could see is the memorial built. And you begin to say, you know what? God was so good. God's been so good that he's held my life and sustained me through all this junk. If he's been that good then, I'm pretty sure he's going to be good now. And if he's good now, I'm pretty sure he's going to be good in my tomorrow. And so it's okay to look back at time so that you can see because it's your tomorrow that reminds you that the hand of God has been upon your life this whole time. Don't quit yet. Build a memorial even to the things that hurt you in life because they made you who you are today. Because through it all, through it all, all that scene is the hand of God directing you even when you couldn't see Him. He was conducting your life, and you're asking Him, Are you real? And he's brought you to a place today to remind you, I've never left you nor forsaken you. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me this afternoon. you're here today and you're that very person that God was reminding me of in prayer this, last night. Even this morning, even throughout my sleep, you've been questioning God. You've been, you have a rough patch in your marriage right now, maybe at work, at church, no matter what it is. You're going through a rough season in your life and it's hard for you to see the hand of God in your life today. Therefore, tomorrow looks clouded. If that's you today, you're in a rough season right now. I want you just to raise up your hands. Anyone at all? Amen, 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 amen. Secondly is this. You've memorialized the good things in your life, but you've forgotten the very thing that helped to shape and mold you. You, you don't want to build anything to the bad things because you rather forget about those. But God says that's part of your story as well. If that's you and you're ready to memorialize everything and you're ready to tell the whole story here not fake anything if you ain't got it all together it's okay because God does he's got your back and so I'm going to ask everyone here this morning I'm not going to ask just those that raised up their hand but I'm going to ask everyone to come up today and I want you to grab a rock I want you to come up and grab a rock I'm not going to ask you to throw the rock but I'm going to ask you to grab the rock because this rock is going to be for a memorial for you To write down on it if you need a a lot of space and take a few rocks. But I want you to take this home and I want you to write something on it. If you were on the verge of divorce and God brought you through, I want you to write divorce on here. Then I want you to put this someplace that maybe you're not going to remember where it's at. But in the low seasons of life when you feel like giving up, I hope that God somehow shakes something and this thing falls out of the closet or something. And you remember, you know what, I can't walk away. I can't give up on this person or that person. I can't stop because God's been so faithful to me. I'm going to ask you to join me today and come and grab a stone, and then let's worship here at the altar today. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.